0: down the sidelines and now representing the michigan wolverines and the west virginia mountaineers you may know them as yoko and i'm a beast it's peter spasia and joel orndorff welcome back to the gridiron i'm peter and i'm joel and down the sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world
1: we are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the twenty-second episode
0: of the podcast on January twenty-fourth, two thousand thirteen. Oh my! Well, we do have our Super Bowl decided, and we'll get to talking about that soon. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, kind of a slow week in sports in a way. I mean, it was kind of tough to pull together some of the you know, the top three headlines, and so mm-hmm. might as well make the announcement that you know, starting with this week, we're going to do episodes every other. Uh, week so once every two weeks and that'll kind of you know spread it out but you know still keep talking about sports and all that mm-hmm. i think you know we'll, we'll still be doing you know every week when it comes to football season because mm-hmm. you know that's our that's our thing mm-hmm. um but you know every other week i think is, is good pacing for a yeah. you know, podcast like this
1: yeah i mean you know you do have basketball going on mm-hmm. but really it doesn't get i mean like well you know we'll probably do like a like, a special on, you know, March Madness or something. Sure, sure, definitely. Or, you know, like, we give, like, maybe part of our brackets or, you know, so when it comes closer to, like, the actual time when everybody's watching. Cause, you know, at that time right. of the year, everybody's watching basketball. It doesn't even matter if you're a basketball fan. But right now, thing's just... You know, we're in conference play, but it just doesn't really matter as much. Uh, Once we get closer to maybe like
0: conference tournament time or something, then we'll have more to talk about with that. Right, right, definitely. Um, But for now, let's get into talking, you know, uh, these sports topics for this Mm -hmm. past week. Um, Number three, as far as that countdown, we call it the 20 yard line in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is Duke loses in college basketball when they were the number one team. And this is the second time this season it's happened. And, you know, granted it's been you know within the past couple of weeks that it's, you know, happened. You had Duke at number one, they lost, and then Louisville took over when Michigan lost at Ohio State and they couldn't get that number one seed yet. Louisville, who was at that number one spot and they lost that week and then went back to Duke. And now Duke got hammered (laughs) at Miami 90 to 63 um pretty crazy blowout Duke was blown out you know to that kind of extent last like 2009 against Clemson Mm -hmm. Uh, just very shocking you know Miami is is a good team they're undefeated in the ACC they were ranked number 25 I'm sure that's gonna you know go up probably I'd guess something like 17 or whatever um just throwing it out there Uh, as far as the swing that's a big win for them this year
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to help with the strength of schedule. I just, um, you know, every time I look at Duke each year, um, you know, generally, uh, you know, North Carolina competes with them um, most of the year. Um, But it's like every couple of years, they don't have a good recruiting class, and I mean... Duke always has a good recruiting class. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always kind of going to be in that top 10 range pretty much most of the year. And I think it, it ties into once they get through their, um, you know, their first part of their schedule where they're playing out of conference games, you know, some tough out of conference games. Um, it, uh, in conference, there's not always that many teams. It doesn't seem like there's that much depth. Um, it's going to get better for them because, uh, you know you've got Louisville coming in, in the future you've got Syracuse coming in, in the future those two teams you know right away are going to be good pretty much every year mm-hmm. um you know at the level as long as those coaches are around now i know there's some talk about um you know Syracuse's coach not being happy with this move to the ACC and
0: well Baham's also been there for i, I know, mean basically. yeah that too <laughs>
1: and uh you know he's He's a couple of times run into problems with the NCAA right, and right. and you, you just don't really know how much longer he's gonna be there. But I'd say you know, I'd say Patino's probably gonna be at Louisville maybe until he retires. Um mm-hmm. just because you know, I don't know, may, <laughs> maybe if the Kentucky job opens up again. Jeez Um because Jump in a
0: ship to arrive. Yeah, I mean again? it really yeah. yeah.
1: That's the thing. Uh I mean they could start losing games, and they'll fire their coach in, within a year. <laughs> That's how mm. Kentucky works. Um, so, and I'm sure they would take him back. Um, but, you know, th- 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 so their schedule is going to get more difficult, but right now I just think I don't really see anyone keeping them out of that, you know, out of the winning their conference even. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, right away they're going to get a good seed if they win their conference. And I, I don't know unless they drop a lot of games, I don't really see how they wouldn't be a one seed.
0: we talking already. about Duke
1: I, still. Yeah, I'm talking about Duke. Um, okay. I just, I just, I, I, you know, I, you know, in this game they looked awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, they did not even show up at all. And, um, you know, Miami's probably better than they usually are, but I, I really don't think that they're. I still don't think they're a team that you know is going to make a large run in the tournaments.
0: Right? Um, you know they might, but and we got to we got to throw it out there that you know right now Miami's five and zero in the conference. Yeah. Uh, Duke is three and two. Yeah. I mean that means you're two games back and you're losing that tiebreaker. Granted, you know they're probably still to play another game. Uh, this one would be in Cameron, which would be oh, it's, uh, you know, a big advantage for Duke uh, in in Durham, North Carolina. There, um, but you know those those are some games you got to make up and granted it could take you know Miami you know slipping a couple of games to make it really easy for there uh i don't think you know duke running away is you know winning the acc is a sure thing i think it's the likely thing that will happen but um it kind of puts some uncertainty after this i, th- kind of I, I loss. think what
1: it is is that they just have such an extreme home court advantage uh like they rarely lose at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they really don't lose it and, and that's the thing, so they'll win all those games at home that they're supposed to win. And uh I that's why I see I don't really see Miami having that huge home court advantage. You know, granted the other night it looked pretty good, but it's still, you know, basketball still isn't that big of a thing there. That's besides right. lacrosse, that's all they have at Duke. I mean, that is that is what you go to if you if you're Duke. It's hard to get tickets, you know. I'm sure they're crazy expensive, but um, they put a lot of money into their
0: program, and that's the reason that it's good. Right. So, so right now, Michigan is in that number two spot once again. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now they're playing an uncomfortably close game against Purdue at home. Then they go to Illinois this weekend. So if they get those two games, uh, Michigan basketball is going to be the number one team in the land and that's such a strange strange thought for an alum like myself
1: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting to look at this Duke thing too because that'll play into all these other teams that are trying to get a one seed Duke's kind of struggling right at least this early on the season at this point they're usually undefeated right and um you know you know that a team from the Big Ten is going to be a one seed there might be two one seeds in that, that conference um and then, you know, you've got to look at probably one of the teams and whoever wins the Big East is going to be a one seed. Um, and then you've, you've also got Kentucky, who, um, you know, Florida looks a lot better this year, but um, mm-hmm. Kentucky still looks like they're clearly the best overall team in that conference. And then Kansas probably is just going to, you know, wipe the floor with everybody in the Big yeah. 12. So um, you've got a couple, I mean, you've got, a couple more teams vying for one seeds than like, uh, like at the beginning of the year, I kind of just like picked up four and I was like, yeah, I, I think these will, will do it. But you know, you might see one, you might see, I could very well see the big 10 getting to one seeds. Cause I know that's happened with the big East in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if one conference does have that chance, it is mm-hmm. uh, the big 10. So we make our play here. We ask ourselves and even you listening at home, with the predictive element of the show that we have here, who will be ranked number one in men's college basketball at the end of the regular season? Uh, like you said, you know, kind of breaking down those conferences, I'm thinking Kansas has the best shot, and I, I kind of expect them to just, you know, hang around, uh, you know, wait for the other teams to kind of fall by, you know, the wayside as they face the very tough competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could say like, oh, Michigan, yeah, this, this is their year number one, whatever, but I it just doesn't feel real in it's a, a way. Tough, it's
1: a tough road to get there. I mean, it, it's one thing if, you know, they had a really good team this year, but there's a lot of really good teams in their conference. So, you know, I think if maybe it, the conference had been down a little bit more, then they could sweep right through the conference like it was nothing. But it's,
0: it's tough. I mean, you've already seen it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, every game in the Big Ten is a battle for sure. <clears throat> and then... Yeah. I mean well let's, let's look at you know the the standings right now as I'm trying to pull it up and ESPN's uh, site is not being too friendly right now. So let's see in the AP top twenty five you have Duke obviously that's gonna change. Michigan, Kansas, Syracuse, Louisville, uh Arizona, Indiana, Florida, and then Butler lost. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a handful of teams, and you never know if you know one another team outside there might make a run. I just think Kansas is probably one of the stronger teams in that uh you know group and then facing not as strong competition
1: yeah um you know i don't let's see yeah i I mean like i kind of feel comfortable with the the kansas pick um i don't know i mean like i i saw the other day like i watched louisville play syracuse and i mean I really, there was a point in that game where I thought, "Oh well, this game's over. Louisville's got this under control." And I think Syracuse held hold them scoreless for like seven minutes or something. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, they're always someone you have to consider because what a lot of people like to say about them is that they don't use that much energy on defense because they play that zone defense the whole mm. the whole game, and so they save all their energy for. Well, it doesn't really work that way. If you know, if you if you played basketball and watched enough of it, like they're still. Trying on defense, it's just they they run a zone and they run it really well, and that's the reason that they people have a hard time scoring against them. Um, just from us playing them a bunch, I, I realize how frustrating it can be to like go up against that. And um, I think that I mean I'd say besides, um, and it's really because you know teams have left the Big East that that you know they've lost some of the the teams that. You know, Syracuse might lose one or two games, too, or something. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that they have a chance, but it's still a really tough conference. That's why I think I'm going to stick with the Kansas pick, too, because I just think that this year there really isn't anyone else that's going to win enough games to challenge Kansas for that conference. You know, I think they'll win the, the conference regular season and then the conference tournament, and I think that's enough to give them a one seed. Yeah. And overall one so
0: um yeah Syracuse the other thing is that they always crack in the tournament mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah it's it's the first time in what feels like you know several years where there is no definitive team that really stands out there i mean it really feels no. like you know anyone can go and you know take that number 1 seed depending on how they're playing at the time yeah. also got to make note that it's really interesting to point out that the AP top 25 which is you know often what is used for you know, rankings on T V and whatnot, as opposed to the USA Today coaches poll. Mm-hmm. Syracuse and Kansas tied at number three. <laughs> Same amount of points. They are both the number team three in the land uh, number three team in the land. I don't think I've ever seen that happen
1: before. Yeah, and I think Syracuse even has one more win, just probably yeah, from do. like a preseason tournament or something. But um you know, we're not even talking about Arizona like That's at true. all. And you know, there's they're sitting out there, they've had Really good seasons in the past, and made the tournament probably more consecutively than a lot of teams. Well, I mean, it was but, the Lut Olson era. Yeah, we j- but we just don't even like t- mention them because we're so used to like talking about these particular schools, and they haven't gone far in the tournament. So mm. who knows? Maybe there is a really good team out there in the Pac-12. All
0: right, the ten-yard line story last week. We. <laughs> <laughs> we hit with the bombshell of the Manti Teo story, where uh, the summation of it was that he either found out in your Deadspin actually broke the article, mm-hmm. uh, discovering that the whole girlfriend situation, who you know died of leukemia and Lene Kaku and all that, was a hoax. She did not exist. She is not a real person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then people were doing the whole Teoing thing, you know, embracing their arm around air or um you know making definitely like invisible jokes out there and we said you know it'd be tough to uh you know think of where this story is going to go it would be an important week to see what would happen and you know we couldn't really make predictions to say what would happen because it was just so up in the air so imagine our surprise when the story breaks today and the espn article is titled Mantai Teo was talking to man. <laughs> oh. You think this story could get weirder? Oh, oh, it definitely got weirder. Um we mentioned Renea Tuya Sosopo last mm-hmm. week. Um, it was uh being speculated that he was the individual behind the Lene Kakua Twitter account. It turns out that all evidence is pointing to him being the one who actually perpetuated the hoax. Um you know, whether you know, he was you know apologizing to different people. Uh you even had a woman named Diane O'Mira come out and she was the person whose photos represented Linnea Kakua. Um and apparently she was an acquaintance of Renea on Facebook, but, you know, not that close. So, Mr. Tuya was just using pictures that were on Facebook in this Man situation. But yeah, this development today that Renea Tuya lawyer says that his client is the one behind the voice of Linnea Kakuba. <laughs> That his client disguised his voice and assumed the identity of Lene Kakua to try and develop a relationship with Teo. Um. Hmm. But really, really? I... What? I mean, they've come out with uh, voicemail clips, and you know, I've heard them, and yeah, it really does sound female. So I don't know if it's going through a voice modulation. Uh, there's you know, talk that uh, Reneo was a really good actor. But for the supposed hundreds and thousands of hours that they've been on the phone, you can't keep that up for so long. Maybe like bits and pieces here and there, okay, yeah, maybe. But then again, a lot of things have been very, very sketchy. I mean, the phone records for Manti Teo, supposedly, they were put together in a spreadsheet
1: yeah. Nothing
0: official about that. Um we learned that through the South Bend Tribune, Notre Dame, you know, the area newspaper, mm. that Notre Dame's uh investigation that they supposedly did was really done only online and, you know, nothing through more traditional sources. Mm. So yeah, yeah, great investigation to basically have your athletic director go 100% in uh really really strange developments and maybe we thought we'd know more you know one week later but joel we really don't
1: no um we we don't and um i mean what we do know is a little bit more about renea um that's right
0: sure. he hasn't it's, talked yet though which yeah
1: it's not helping just uh little little background on you know his i guess his career path um He's a 22-year-old, has dramatic training, um, plays in a Christian band. And um, last year, he um, tried out, he auditioned for the uh, television show The Voice.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, I don't know if you would say this is extreme method acting or... You know, he says it says it was he says it's not a prank. It that it's like a way to help people
0: by Wait, making them what? feel. Ne- I, I don't even know. Like that, like that. Yeah, that's part of the strangeness of it because you gotta think like, what's the motive here for that period of time? You know, the years and all the hours. What are you gaining out of it if Manti Te'o? Okay, yeah, supposedly isn't in on it. Which I still have a very hard time believing. Um, not only that, but then you have what about the you know the different people who have granted anonymously, uh, anonymously, but you know from the football team come out and said that, yeah, you know Manti was with different girls. Like this is, yeah, you know, that's what I'd, like they're rolling their eyes and saying, like, okay, yeah, you're, you're committed to this one girl that you've never met in person, but yet you know for three years and seriously, you never met.
1: Yeah, and then then he said he <clears throat> admitted to not actually meeting her in real life, and that was kind of a lie to get his parents on board with the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, then he lied on national TV, like he did admit to that, you know, at the Heisman ceremony, because <clears throat> I guess his logic was that, well, oh, he didn't want to, you know, come out with it then, even though he knew for a couple days. Yeah. Well, because you wanted to win the Heisman. Well, of course. I don't think it's you know because he he would be so embarrassed and he just didn't know how to do it. You you were trying to win the Heisman. Yeah. No. Like, why the, not the, just <laughs> like that might be like one of the reasons why you've <clears throat> if you were in on it why you kept it up because like that really helped your chances with the sympathy vote.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Why? Why would you? I'm sure that you were. i I'm, I'm sure that if he had talked to anyone about it before this i'm sure they're all like no no just wait until later mm-hmm. let's see how let's see how this turns out you know let's let's see if uh, you get enough votes <laughs> and then i mean I'm, I, I'm i'm sure there's like a gotta be a couple of people that he's talked to about it once he found out i'm sure he wasn't just like holding it
0: but the question is are they real I mean, <laughs> it's imaginary. It's a big old gag of imaginary friends. It's almost like that commercial that's now out with the girl and all of her imaginary stuffed animals in yeah. the with the vehicle that seats eight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, even took a, a little bit of a strange turn. Not as strange as it's a man, baby. Um, nothing. I don't think it could. Nothing could be that strange. But then he goes on an interview with Katie Couric, and interesting fact that Manti Teo and Katie Couric have the same publicist. Yeah, they do. How convenient, would you say? I mean, it's part of the weirdness of the story and why you can't really buy into it. I guess maybe if you're a Notre Dame slappy, you're saying, see, see, now... He's, he's innocent, I believe him but he doesn't pass the eye test as far as telling the truth in my opinion um, And also we kind of you know, I kind of said last week, you know the truth you don't have to wait to tell the truth like if he was mm. honestly innocent, like all right, five o'clock press conference let's go. I'll answer whatever. The fact that you're hiding behind time, Almost feels like you're trying to develop a story that would be you know best suiting your uh, just being convenient for you and it would best suit your needs and i mean motivations and I don't know
1: you know people talk- people talk about like him having this on his mind when he was playing the national championship game oh well, i'm yeah. I am sure that it was on his mind,
0: yeah,
1: and you know they got their asses handed to them. I'm not making any excuses for that, but I'm sure that he was not playing the way that he would have. He didn't have to worry about all this stuff. And the fact that he, you know, was holding all this kind of information and he should have just went out and got it out of the way, cleared his mind. I mean, it would have been better for him too, the sooner that he came out and said something about it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a really, really strange week for this story. Yeah, And who knows, like, you know, next episode of this, we m- might be, you know, learning more information in two weeks. So the story might just keep on going and going. Although, uh, you know, Sports Talk Radio here made a really interesting point today. Like, we're probably never going to know the truth about this if you actually think about it. Like, now too many people have so much to gain from trying to, you know, break this truth that we like may never know the actual, real story behind it all, unless they do a, you know, tell-all book some years from now. That you know, maybe that might be some insight, but I don't think this is something we learn, you know, fully full details from. I think mm. we we really just have to learn the the motive on this. Yeah, I Why like,
1: do something like this? At least now we know who the killer is. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the killer was imagination.
1: Exactly. I mean, we don't have to like speculate anymore about how, why killer. Like it was Sudoku. of <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
0: <Well, laughs> the imagination. That that brings up an interesting thing too also that I heard is that you know, you have the draft coming up and these mm-hmm. NFL teams like, they will, like, hire private investigators to do all this kind of stuff to research. If you're a, you know, good person, a quality person, stand-up person, all that stuff, you know, any dirt or whatever, mm-hmm. you think about it with how he was playing. And he, first couple of years, he was hardly known at Notre Dame, and then it was really, like, his last two years that really kind of established that. Yes. You kind of almost think, like, he would probably be an NFL draft commodity, Oh yeah. It probably would have to kill off the fake girlfriend before NFL's um uh, mm-hmm.
1: investigators
0: kind of dug it up for them. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a really strange story. So when we have to make the play here, it's kind of a weird dumb pointless <laughs> question, but that's almost kind of like the story if you think about it. Will Tayo's public image be tarnished in the long run because of this series of events?
1: Um I guess it kind of just depends on um like, who, who his fans are and stuff. Like, uh, whoever he gets drafted by, they're not going to care, or, you know, what the heck. Yeah, I mean, you've seen some of the people that are allowed to play in the NFL. Right. <laughs> um, And to their, their fans, they are their saviors. You know, they're put up on these pedestals. They don't care what they do.
0: I One mean, of them even gets emotional during national anthems.
1: Yes. And... You, so you know, to to whoever his fans are, his new fans are gonna be, you know, because someone's going to pick him up. He's, you know, still really talented. Um, they're not really gonna care. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. I mean, maybe at first they're gonna be like, oh, geez, what did we get? You know, we got this crazy guy here. You know, well, this crazy guy can play football. So, you know, to them. It, they're not gonna care so i think to whoever he goes to whoever he's traded to or whatever they're not really gonna care but you know it's the people probably i'd say it's the people you know that were his fans in notre dame that it, this probably hurts the most
0: because
1: mm-hmm. they're just like who you know who the heck was this guy that you know we like worshipped <laughs> like you know to that You know, it took us to the national championship game and, you know, regardless of whatever happened when you got there. Um, I, I don't really think so just because, um, you know, while it's one of the, probably the strangest, uh, pieces of, uh, you know, you know, information through, through some kind of sport that, that I've ever seen, um, and I think there'll probably be a lot of jokes made out of it on, you know, you know the internet, like
0: probably SNL, mm. like all, oh, you know, all these. Oh, things. did you see the SNL bit by the way? No, I didn't. Oh, it was pretty good. It was the cold open and, um, gosh, what's his name? Someone was in, inter- uh, it was basically like a Piers Morgan kind of thing where he was interviewing different people. Um, wow. He was on Glee and uh. he was in the, uh, no, I'm sorry. He was on Community with Community. the Glee parody.
1: Oh, okay, that's what I, yeah, That's what yeah, I meant to guy. say.
0: And he was the Glee teacher. Okay, yeah, and I know. I'm trying to remember his name, but yeah, he was Piers Morgan and did a pretty good impression. And then uh, Jason Sudeikis was Lance Armstrong. That was pretty funny. And then some guy I don't know was <laughs> Manti Teo, and he was a little larger than Manti actually was, but he had like yeah. the whole like you know neck like you know head looking up and. Like the whole hair was was pretty funny, and there was actually a pretty good Jodie Foster impression by another actress. But yeah, give it a watch; it was yeah, amusing. I oh, I
1: definitely will. Um, the I, I just I don't know. I I think that, um, you know, I don't know how much. It's just kind of like how much weirder can the the whole thing get, and uh, like, I just think that the whole thing's messed up. Mm-hmm. So I don't think whatever comes out is gonna change anything. You know, if he was behind it, then you know that's halfway what I was expecting, anyways. And uh, it's not really—I don't think it's really like gonna affect me. I mean, I—I'll I, look into it, you know, later on down the road. But I—I'm just gonna be like so. I think uh, probably the people that it affects most is the people that were closest to him and like his his fans at the time. Mm-hmm. um besides that because like you know he's a great football f- player and everything but i like wasn't really a big fan of him because i hate notre dame <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um i don't know I, I i'll say that you know his his kind of image is already tarnished in a way just for being involved with this like mm-hmm. i mean it's really embarrassing <laughs> oh, like definitely. the whole thing so uh like i just don't understand how much more how much worse it can
0: get but it's weird eh. because in a way he almost is making it worse with how he's (laughs) handling the pr side of things i'm gonna put a different spin on it and i think that it's not really dependent on like who his fans are in a way like it is i think i think you're right there but i think it's more dependent on how he plays Mm -hmm. because you know if he gets drafted for a team and he ends up playing well and he brings that team success this is going to be forgotten in a way, if you think about it. It's going to go out the window. Yeah, people will bring it up time and again. So, it's going to maybe stay in the back of public consciousness and all that. But, you know, Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. Great example. I mean, yeah, you can have people you know, bring up the whole dog fighting thing and all that. But when he He's you know, was playing well. Yeah. You know, people are very easy to you know, forgive and give second chances and all that. So I, I think it depends on how, you know, his career goes. If he, yeah. you know, flames out, um, no pun intended with some of the people who are trying to make the homosexual correlations and theories. But um, yeah, if his career just, you know, goes up in a flash, yeah, it's going to be like that's that's going to be remembered for what his downfall was in his career. Yeah. But if you know starts playing well, it's gonna be... winning erases everything. Oh yeah. Erases everything negative, and you know, especially if it's a team like I'm gonna say <laughs> I think like the Raiders might draft him. Like mm. uh, you, you could see it happening.
1: They can have him.
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree. Just watch just watch it happen. The Raiders are gonna draft Manti Teo. Um but not uh, know like if, but then if he you know, helps turn that franchise around that city's going to yeah. love him
1: yeah exactly they're going to he's going to be their savior. he's going to be the savior again <laughs> absolutely
0: well let's get to the big big sports story uh you know this past week and that was the AFC and NFC championship games mm-hmm. the Super Bowl has been decided and one of us predicted what that matchup would be at the beginning of the year
1: Yes, you did. It's the horrible... horrible. Mm-hmm. You just, I feel like you oh, oh, just oh, keep oh, saying blah blah blah.
0: In a way, also Visa predicted the matchup because they had those commercials at the beginning of the year with oh, you can live the NFL and go to the Super Bowl and the two main commercials were the little girl in the press room with Ray Lewis asking him all the questions like what's your favorite color and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. he's like oh i like her and then you have the slow motion of like she's out on the field like ah doing the, the the pose yelling and all that and then also it's it was you know played a couple times this weekend with a guy in the locker room uh trying to talk up the 49ers and you know you can do better patrick I'm leaving you, like then giving him a hug, and then Jim Harbaugh comes in. He's like, what's going on here? He gives his angry face, and basically, like, you're trying to make things that Point is, Visa made commercials with the Ravens and the 49ers, and talking about the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And now people on the internet with memes are like, oh, so that's happening now. Hmm." Oh,
1: you could also, like, make a reference to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Uh,
0: That's true.
1: Because they were picked to do really
0: well and then they just <laughs> not so much. Those those Philadelphia Eagles, oh dear. Well, let's let's break them down. I mean the NFC championship game was first. Uh, that was you know, Atlanta hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Atlanta jumps out to another big lead. You know, <laughs> last week it was Seattle. Down twenty to nothing
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Atlanta, and then you know when, when you when you spot a team twenty points, you don't think you're going to blow that lead, and Atlanta did. You know before they got you know that last second field goal in a way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're up seventeen nothing, and that lead just whittles away again, and they could not get it back. It simply amazing. Do you you think it's
1: tougher on them? You know, like, uh, like Matt Ryan, like, oh, you finally got that playoff win, um, you know, just barely,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then to lose like that, like, it's, it's gotta be tough. What gave away from the Super Bowl? I don't know. Like, I just gotta feel like their fans are just like, what? Where are we? Like, like the new Patriots? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I
0: don't know. Well, a lot of them were talking about the. Referees, because at the end, you know, some some close defense, which I think was actually, you know, correctly called that it yeah. was you know, no mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Then some were like, oh, the referees were getting in the way, and no, like psh, they, if mm.
1: anything, Atlanta got some really good calls early in the game. Very right? true. So I, I'd, I'd say like you know, with with officiating, you are always gonna have calls go one way or the other. So, just shut up and keep playing. Okay, <laughs> you
0: spotted a team 17 <laughs> points. Exactly. You shouldn't lose. You just lost it. Like, it was really, really surprising. Uh, especially when Colin Kaepernick has two rushes the entire game one for like 20 some yards and then a loss of a couple. Yeah. You know, a lot that, of times when you're doing the read option, like it's going to Frank Gore and he still has a really good game.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised at how many times he handed it off. Like, mm-hmm. I was just expecting every once in a while because it looked, um, you know, it lo- I I don't know. But, you know, sometimes you kind of look out with that. Like, it looked like he was wide up open a few times, but he just kept handing it off, kept pounding away. And they were biting on him. It It was just really weird to watch. Because you got to think, going into the game, they're just like, okay, we have to shut this down. Like, <laughs> we can't let, we can't let him break off big runs, and he does not Absolutely,
0: it. Uh, Vernon Davis had a huge game. Oh, there man. were moments where you would think that you know San Francisco is trying to come back and take the lead for the first time, and you would think that they were in a way cursed that they were not going to be able to, because you had David Akers, you know, kick not that long of a field goal. Donk right off the upright, you know, the very top of the upright too. Yeah. Um. And then the next possession, you know, it's off another turnover. Uh. You know, Michael Crabtree like catching like a short pass, trying to reach it out, and then it gets knocked away in a fumble before the ball breaks the plane. So, yeah, you would have almost thought that Atlanta was going to hold on. Team of destiny, absolutely. Uh. But not so much. They just could not do anything offensively at the end of the
1: Whoa, game. what Matt Ryan had one of the best first halves I've ever seen of a quarterback yeah. in the playoffs. I mean, every time they were even close to touching him, he got that ball out of there and usually for like a big gain. Like it was just he was just dinking dinking away at them and they just didn't look like they could stop him at all.
0: He ended up with 396 yards and three touchdowns but in a losing effort. Yeah, most
1: of that was in the first half. <laughs> yeah. So um I just think it was adjustments in the second half just i I think that they're one of the better teams at that i think I think what it is is that on defense they just hit you I mean yeah, they just wear you out with the the way that they pull their corners played tight on your uh you know they bump and run coverage and um I don't know, and you got Patrick Willis just killing people, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel so bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they pulled it off again. Mm hmm.
0: So, on the AFC side of things, by the way, you know, it was a 28 to 24 final score for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Ravens at Patriots. Um, I wish I could tell you more about this game. However, <laughs> my sleeping schedule was so messed up this weekend, this past weekend, that um i slept through this game mm-hmm. yeah yeah it started at 6 30 i was you know just chilling in bed watching the first couple minutes and then the next time i woke up it was two minutes left in the game and i'm like damn it <laughs> but then i do hear things like oh yeah you know the patriots the most prolific offense this season yeah they were shut out in the second half yeah kind of incredible Um, there was something with Tom Brady and, you know, spikes going up when he was trying to slide, he was, you know, had his, you know, cleats high on Ed Reed, um, and then he got fined, like, $10,000, and I'm listening on the radio today, and apparently Frank Gore got fined $10,500, so $500 more than Tom Brady, who, you know, slid high with, you know, cleats, not entirely, you know, with intent to injure, but still... What did Frank Gore do? He wore his socks too low. <laughs> the NFL, where fashion faux pas matter.
1: Uh you know, I uh um back in high school I was in band, mm-hmm. um I always said you had to wear high socks. Um to the parades. Because they, you know, yep. everyone's gotta match. And um They said, oh, you know, the people, people are seeing, they see this when you're walking down the street. And I'm like, okay. And I guess one time I forgot to wear high socks and we had like a stingy, like assistant band director and he noticed and, you know, I played trombone. So I was in like the first row of instruments coming down the street. And so instead of having me, me, me with my low socks, um, so that we could have all trombones across the front line, he put a baritone up there so that I would be in the second, second row. So, what do you think? Do you think people notice the the low socks or the different instrument?
0: Definitely different instrument. Okay, well,
1: see that's an example. Um, apparently, to some people, the sock thing is a big deal. <laughs> that's what I was. I guess
0: the NFL is one of those people then <laughs> yeah. as as a league being a people. Anyway, back to the AFC Championship game. Um this is the second, you know, straight matchup in the playoffs where the Ravens have knocked off the Patriots. Mhm. Um and I don't know, like you have to kind of think like the Patriots have been you know, the model of success and you know, they did make the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But it, it's almost kind of weird to see them be knocked out and Granted, I'm I'm not the biggest Patriot fan, so I'm glad to see different teams in the Super Bowl. I'm glad that it's not the snooze fest of the matchup that Atlanta and New England would have been.
1: Yeah.
0: But at the same time, um, you have to wonder like, does the Belichick and Brady combination work anymore? Like, how much longer is that going to last, and how much longer is it going to continue to bring success? Well, I mean, because Brady and Vince Wilfork are the only ones. With a Super Bowl ring, I believe, on that yeah. team. Yeah. They do so well to you know, replenish talent.
1: I mean, if you look at the the New England teams that actually won the Super Bowl, those teams were uh, had much stouter defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first one was pretty much all built on defense. And then, you know, you kind of have... I mean, back then, Tom Brady was kind of a new guy. As a starter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, kind of learning as he went, and you know, re- I mean, just f- we learned way back then he was just really clutch, um, like when he needed to be with the with the long drives to win games, and um, but those teams were, you know, Teddy Bruschi. I mean, they were built around the the, the great defenses that they had, mm-hmm. and um, these these newer teams that they have just really not outstanding defenses at all um kind of getting by on defense but scoring lots of points to win games and kind of what you saw this year is the t- teams that were playing the best defense at the end of the year are the teams that are in the super bowl i mean clearly the ravens are there right now because of how well their defense played at the end oh, of oh absolutely and you know When at the very beginning of the year, what did we kind of say about the Niners? That defense, you know, could win them
0: games, Mm -hmm. and um, it did did last week. So, um, although man, Seattle kind of choked that one away because they had a great defense too.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, they they definitely could have. They they just weren't playing well when they needed to.
0: And And, the final drive of the game where they just let up deep passes. Oh no,
1: yeah, I you know clearly just really dumb, but. Uh, I think that uh, I think that the, I just think that the teams that were, you know, it kind of proves that point about defense being just incredibly important in the playoffs, like a running game, stuff like that. So, um, it, it, it's interesting because then you you got this game and you kind of wonder, like, you know, where's the final score going to actually be? You know, you you look at the range and. I don't know. I I don't really think it's going to be too high scoring but it could be because both teams um are pretty balanced have yeah. uh, a lot of depth at wide receiver um tight end,
0: running back Do you buy Joe Flacco as an elite quarterback? Um I
1: mean I don't know. I think that it it, it kind of is determined by how you are playing when it matters
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, because I don't know. I mean, you could say, you know, clearly there are a number of quarterbacks that we put in that elite group already, you know, like it seems like every year, but um, you know, a lot of those guys, once they get to the playoffs, they just look awful sometimes. Like, I mean, we just saw two go out who are elite quarterbacks. We know they are but they both just played awful in the last games that they they played. You know, all year they're great. I mean, putting up ridiculous numbers, you know, both up for the MVP. And then when it comes to like playoff time, they just look terrible in their games. Um so right now he's playing better than they are. So, yeah. um I mean, he's still young, too. He's still really young. So, um you know i it's not bad for what a guy that what, i think he was supposed to he was at pitt first I believe and then transferred to delaware yeah and then um from you know from there ended up being a really good pro prospect um <clears throat> I, don't know, I know there's a lot of comparisons to him and people like around his his age group and how much they've done and everything but you know He's won a number of playoff games he's in the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. I think what I think, you know it's also kinda of determined by Super Bowls and Super Bowl wins. Yeah. That's how you kinda of rank quarterbacks too. And um if he wins the Super Bowl then he's definitely on track to being in that elite group. Yeah, so. I think
0: I think that's a good way of putting it on track because I think he's a you're know, very good if not great quarterback and he's just happening to you know play have a, you know basically very good postseason. he's Oh yeah. you're know, doing very well right now. I don't think that you know guarantees that he's elite because that's you know a, a tough word you know it to is. get that reach that echelon.
1: And I think you need help from te- your whole team to be an elite quarterback to get in that range because obviously Tom Brady didn't get there by himself. Mm-hmm. He was on those teams with great defenses. Uh, If you look back at some of the great quarterbacks, they were on really good teams. I mean, really good teams. So, um, you know, was it... You know, let's say I I compare him a lot to Ben Roethlisberger just because, you know, they play each other all the time. Yeah, And he won a lot of those Super Bowls, uh, especially his first year. He really didn't have to do too much because he was on (laughs) team with great... Yeah, exactly. Great defenses. And I I think that... um, you know if the ravens can obviously their defense is getting old we all know that but right now it's playing amazing we know they're going to eventually lose you know their inspiration on defense right but um i think it's interesting we'll we'll have to watch what they do in the draft this year how they recruit because uh you know as long as they you know they can get finished you know first or second in their conference then they'll probably get back into the playoffs next year so I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. I, I think yeah. it's kind of a start. Like like yeah. so
0: his so let's, legacy. Yeah, let's make the play here. Who wins the Super Bowl on February third? When we come back from down the sidelines, we'll have all that you know analysis in a couple of weeks from now, but who wins?
1: Um I don't know. Right now I'm still leaning towards the Niners. Um mainly because um I think that their defense is uh uh more talented all around. I, I think that um at every position they're better on defense and um I I like I think you know the Ravens are playing outstanding defense right mm-hmm. now. They, they just are. they just completely shut down the the Patriots, but um I I think that I still like them on defense and I also really like uh, a lot of the matchups of their, of, um, the Niners offense versus their, I, I think they're going to utilize Vernon Davis because I don't know why you don't throw him the ball, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. He, he is basically a mammoth wide receiver. I'm talking about just, like, <laughs> physically. He's just, uh, he owns so many weightlifting records in Maryland. Um, play he's playing tight end, Um, mm-hmm. and he can still block. Um when he has to, but you know, when he's in there, it's mainly to throw him the ball and he runs really good routes. He is extremely fast. Yep. I mean, he's out running safeties. Um and I would go to him as much as you can even, you know, play action,
0: however you can get him the ball. Um There's an interesting feature on SportsCenter this morning when they were talking about how he, you know, had that episode with Mike Singletary. Yeah, and how you know Michael Singletary when he was the coach of the Forty ers basically called him out. That was mm-hmm. when you know still Vernon Davis is wearing the dreads and all that. Um, yeah, inter- really interesting feature on like how that really turned him around and how he's you know, really humble and team focused now.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's nice to have him as a safety valve, especially for a younger quarterback. And um, it just like you know what just impresses me is how accurate Colin Kaepernick is. It's uh, yeah. I can't even believe it. He hits guys in stride. Last week, some of the touch passes he, were, he was throwing, I was just like, wow, this
0: is crazy. I mean, he's uh, like a four-sport star, and he was drafted to be a pitcher, so that's why he throws yeah. that zip on the ball.
1: Um, I mean, it's really impressive. And the fact that, you know, if things break down, he can run. Um, I know Joe Flacco can run, but he is not the same kind of nope. uh, athlete speed-wise and agility-wise. And I just think – I think there's more options when things break down for them than there is for – the. and, you know, last week, uh, was it the – in the week before that, you know, Joe Flacco was playing really well. I mean, his deep ball looks great right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't think that the – I don't think that the Niners are going to let his receivers get behind them like that. Um, I don't, I don't know if they'll even have enough time to get behind them.
0: Oh, uh, it's the pass okay. rush. That's a yeah. good pass mm-hmm. rush.
1: So, uh, that's that's my pick right now. But you I know, think it'll be really close. I like a close game.
0: I wish I could go into all that in-depth analysis, but right now I'm so blinded by the fact that my <laughs> Super Bowl prediction has <laughs> thus remained intact. So I'm going to stick with the Niners as uh-huh. you know, Super Bowl champion. I and was, I was telling you before the show, we were talking about like, oh, you know, pick the Super Bowl MVP. And you had picked Arian Foster because you thought it would be the Texans against yeah. the Niners. I had picked Alex Smith as the Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. And wow, that is kind of funny how off that is because no one expected Colin Kaepernick to come in and take the starting job and do as well as he has. Although you said, what did you say?
1: Oh, like, well, if he imagine if he gets hurt, <laughs> and then he has to come in and win the game.
0: If only
1: you know, I could still see this playing out one more way in him being the MVP. How's that? Um, technically, isn't he the holder now? I think so. Some, yeah. T- some teams have um the punter do it,
0: or but then um. Back, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and then so I'm thinking it's possible that he could be doing the the holding duties, maybe, because I know there was that whole thing with Tony Romo, remember?
0: And he didn't get in,
1: yeah. Yeah, where like he screwed it up because he was also starting as quarterback and holding. Um so there's a possibility that maybe the snap could get screwed up and he's holding it. And he has to run it in for a touchdown to win the
0: game. If that's all that qualifies for MVP in the Super Bowl, that's a pretty sad award to get then. What if it was, like,
1: the most ridiculous touchdown you've ever seen in your life?
0: But then it's one play. I know. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> I agree with a lot of what you said, because I do think you know, be the Niners it should be close. I hope oh, for yeah. a really entertaining game.
1: Oh, yeah. You always want... I mean... Uh, oh, those those games where the Super Bowl is not close are just uh, just like what do I what to watch commercials?
0: I'm excited for Chrysler's commercial. It's still top secret, and um, a lot of us don't know what it's going to be. But that is going to be one to look it's, out it's for. It's like footage that you've shot. You're like, what is this? God, I wish <laughs> I wish. Like, best the funny thing. Like when I was starting there, I first thought it was going to be like. Related to that, like you know, stuff for commercials and whatever. But it's like, uh-huh. no, that's uh, you know, a, P- a PR firm handles that, and they do a lot of commercials. Whedon Let's and see. Kennedy out in like Washington State or Oregon oh. or wherever they're at. Yeah. yeah, that that's who does a lot of the commercials.
1: I heard that um what was it is it Wonderful Pistachio mm-hmm. is doing a commercial with Psy
0: in it. Interesting. Yes. I know Kate Upton is going to be in 1-4. Oh, gosh. I knew it the other day. I think it's another car company.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, you know, everyone's got to watch Beyonce.
0: And sing. watch her lip sync? I mean. Yeah, well, or that's lip the thing. Sing.
1: It almost makes you wonder, yeah. like, is she going to actually be singing this time?
0: Yeah.
1: it's so, Yeah, just everyone get really close to your screen and try <laughs> watch, and figure watch out. Watch the
0: lip flaps. Yes. Well anyway, I'm just I'm just gonna be, allow myself to indulge in the fact that I at the very least, of all the things I've gotten wrong, I got this one right. And I'm just hoping that it follows through with the 49ers.
1: Yeah, no, um it you know, it's been quite a while
0: mm-hmm. since they've been here even. So sure has. Well. Anyway, we wrap things up with the booth preview. Looking forward to things happening in the next, you know week now two weeks in sports Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm going to be watching for michigan to see if you know they can you know get that number one seed it it would just be kind of surreal if that would actually happen um looking to see here
1: is that um... they did
0: hang on and beat purdue by 15 oh they did Um, so that one is out of the way so they have at illinois and i think that might be saturday something like that i can check to make sure uh but yeah that'll, that'll be the big test uh, to see if they can get that ranking.
1: Yeah. Do, um, is there a like a, a a college senior bowl or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're down at the senior bowl right now. I'm sorry, it's Sunday at 6 p.m. Okay. Michigan and Illinois. All right. But yeah, I mean that is that's going on right now. I don't. In a way it's not that big of a deal oh, but no. you know, it is you know I guess for you know get the coaches to yeah look at the players and the draft stats and all you that You know
1: and you've usually got like guest coaches coaching mm-hmm. teams and it's it's just it, it's kind of you know like a last raw for a lot of people to see their players playing mm-hmm. with you know their with their school's helmet on still or whatever. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you get to see your, you know, maybe your player, your player makes a play and Robinson's
0: going to be there as like a wide receiver, so Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, who knows what kind of formations they'll like try and incorporate. And you know, it's it's always good to like see players like just trying because you you always run into that when you have a player who is a really good athlete um and you know, they might have played quarterback. There's a ch- giant record of Quarterbacks becoming, you know, different skill position players in the NFL, um, and because they're open to it, that's one of the biggest things um, that lets teams maybe draft them as an athlete, and really it just ups their draft stock if they can do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, um, and I he's he's such a great athlete. I'm sure that somebody will take him as something. Um, I mean, I could even see him returning punts. Oh, I, it's just um a matter of learning how to do it um i'm sure he
0: did it back in high school but he's got speed that's for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, also the australian open is wrapping up this weekend Oh yes uh you have victoria azarenka and lina in the women's final have you you caught much of it i mean for as much as i've been up early i have not um so like I, i think maybe i'll you know catch some of the finals and all that but I don't think like tennis is the first thing I want to be watching first thing <laughs> in the morning. As much as I love tennis. It's just yeah. not what I'd be feeling. I think you know Azarenka would probably have an easy time. Uh, she's been, you know, breezing through this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh on the men's side you have uh Novak Djokovic, who really took care of David Ferrer. Um uh, it's interesting they got the, you know, the top four seeds all in the semifinals, but Djokovic went, you know, two, two and one, you know, straight sets against Ferrer and So he's got, I think he's looking for the third straight Australian Open. So I think he is, you know, the favorite in that one. Uh, You have Murray and Federer tomorrow morning at 3.30 Eastern Mm -hmm. (laughs) AM. So (laughs) that'll be bright and early for those that want to catch that. Um, I I like Roger Federer. I mean, I think if I want Mm -hmm. anyone to win, it would be him. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, you know, Djokovic, you know, gets that third straight.
1: Yeah. Um. So what you what do you think? AFC, NFC,
0: and the Pro Bowl.
1: Pro <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> um, I don't
0: know. NFC. Why not uh, NFC? Yeah,
1: no. I I think that they're just overall deeper this year. Um, and I I, I honestly haven't even paid attention to who even is going to be there. So we know who's not going to be there. Um. But I, I just think it's funny because like seems like I don't know, like I remember the last time I actually watched it, it was just like they were doing like flea flickers. <laughs> so, that's
0: right. It was like I remember like that. Tom
1: Brady throwing a touchdown past the Heinz <laughs> Award or something. I don't know. Uh,
0: that's gonna be interesting. Uh, and then, you know, for those that are all about the X games, the X games are oh, yeah, soon, that's so. right. So you it's got... gonna be an interesting couple weeks, that's for sure.
1: What's the what's the uh, temperature like there, in Michigan?
0: Right now? Yeah. So damn cold. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like it seems like the past couple, like I know, like this week and the week before, like it actually feels like winter.
0: Yeah. And okay. I mean, you that... get you get what we get like within you know 24 to 48 hours.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like two days ago. We had a like a high of twelve, mm-hmm. and like that was you know like oh, yeah. going going into work, it was minus two, felt like minus fifteen Fahrenheit. Yeah,
1: like, I was
0: <clears throat> I was talking
1: to someone who was up in like New England area, like Maine, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, it was like negative. 20 today
0: it's it's like what it's brutal (laughs) oh man we'll see well it sounds like you have a pup to take care of yep 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 and we're approaching the hour of hour mark of the show so it's a good time to wrap things up go get your sports on anyway with that thanks for listening i'm peter and i'm joel we hope you enjoy the week in sports take it easy